Hey, this is uh, Alex from Boronoi, and you're listening to the Progcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Progcast, and I'm super excited to have Alex on the zoom chat room whatever on the phone however you want to call it uh alex from the uk band voronoi and uh the reason why i'm so excited about it is because they just dropped uh, their album called the last three seconds and i've been super addicted to it since i got the promo so i want to know everything about the band and the album hi alex how are you doing i'm doing okay dario how are you I'm great, thanks. As I said, um, yeah, this album has caught me kind of out of the blue, and um, yeah, I've been listening to not much else since I got it, actually. So, oh man, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I if I uh, saw it uh, right, this is uh, if if I. Uh, I checked on on Spotify and and whatnot, and uh, so the mm -hmm. only thing before that I found was an EP from 2019 called Vacuum, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so that would make this your debut full length album. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean it's a bit of a funny story about that. Um, so tell we, us about it. <laughs> yeah, so um, we started out. Uh, We've actually been together for about 10 years and have released an album before this, but under a different name. Um, so we released an album under the name Zeitgeist when we were all, uh, when we just graduated from music college. Um, and then, I mean, that's like really jazz rooted, that album. Um, it's basically just like a contemporary jazz trio record. And then it started, uh, then, well, then I basically found the distortion pedal as synthesizers. <laughs> And it just got so far removed from what it originally was that we kind of felt, yeah, we we kind of need to change our name because it's not really the same band anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and then we released Vacuums um, and have been gearing up um, for, for this album release. So it's kind of, for us, it feels like the second album, if you see what I mean, but it's, yeah, kind, sure. but it's, but it's also not. Um, <laughs> there's like a lot that, like a lot of the material from this album uh, we were still playing when we wrote our first album, but it's like it's very, very different now to what it was then. Like the tunes, uh, The Outsider and the Priest and The Nauseator um, were originally going to, we've been playing those for like seven years, those tunes, but they've like changed enormously, oh, wow. as you can imagine. When, when you say we, why don't you introduce your bandmates quickly? Um, you're a trio, right? And you don't have electric guitars in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's sort of our um, sort of our USP a little bit, um, yeah. is that we, we play like rock riffs um, without, without guitar presence. So we've got, um, we've got myself uh, on keyboards. We've got Sam on electric bass um and occasionally double bass in the studio as well uh and we've got um tom uh who plays kit in the band yeah so, that... yeah it's just the three of us <laughs> yeah. and uh you're you're making quite quite the heavy noise 
uh, every now and then uh, on the album. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what I've been wondering since I listened to it a lot, uh, the, 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 the tempo is quite dynamic at times on the album and that made me wonder if you guys uh, kind of recorded it live in the studio without a click track or anything or at least the you know the basic tracks or did you mm -hmm. did you like record it separately um so there's um we we did a mixture of both uh okay. so there's um there's sections where we uh multi-tracked um so tom would just go in the studio and just play with like a guide track that i made him out of midi and he would play along with that uh, along with a click as well but for uh, there's like some improvised sections so the middle section of the nauseator and the piano solo in the outsider um actually like from the piano solo onwards in the outsider we we all did live um in the studio and um the engineer tom oral who's a really talented uh like studio and mixing engineer he basically through his wizardry just made them sound like 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 you know uh you can't really tell them apart you know um so you, but yeah it's like a mixture of both on the album both like live and multi-tracked all right and um yeah speaking of gear um as you said you you started out as more of a more more classic jazz trio and then uh, <laughs> you 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 personally found the synths and, and and the distortion pedal and and all that and uh, of course it's very very it's uh it's an integral part of the, of your sound of Voronoi's sound um uh especially in the song like uh, darker the night when mm -hmm. the, those super fat synths are just you know swallowing you whole <laughs> <laughs> yeah man um, um yes yeah, I so, mean, that um, that synthesizer on that record is it's about on that track and throughout the whole record is um, uh, so I about four years ago I got endorsed by Dave Smith Instruments, Dave there, Dave Smith Instruments, and um, he sent me over a Prophet Rev Two, um, which is the sixteen voice version, and with that you can essentially layer two synth engines on top of each other, so ah. it's two eight voice synthesizers like laid on top of each other so that's why it kind of sounds like really huge um and yeah it's a it's a great machine like yeah a quarter quarter life crisis well spent <laughs> so yeah w w what i find also especially intriguing is you know this um mix of uh or s sometimes it's um like you, you, you get some synth synth parts and some piano parts, and sometimes you play them simultaneously. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, having the synth sound as something, yeah, modern and artificial, so to speak, and and then the piano sound, which is like a classic sound that's been there for for centuries almost, uh, mm -hmm. not not almost, but. It's been there for centuries and um yeah i think from like uh from i'm just gonna check my music history now but i think from <laughs> like uh the late 1700s the forte piano was around so it's it been around for a while like, <laughs> like about 250 years or something like that so yeah when when you when you play the piano do you do, do use a um 
like a virtual piano or uh, do you do also like to to play the real thing <laughs> and, um so i i prefer i prefer actually my favorite medium of the piano is probably like old clanky pub pianos like old clanky uprights but um with those you often get tuning issues and they're always a bit of a nightmare to record so on, on the album like pretty much throughout the whole thing i use a native instruments uh piano plugin um like a, a mixture of them um and then i i rig that uh i use a midi controller and then i rig that through guitar uh, guitar rig uh, for the distortion ah well that's uh That's an interesting uh, way of uh, <laughs> getting yeah. getting a new sound out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I've, I've also got like um, on the record, I I use a Roland RD64, which is like a it's quite an old thing now. Like I got it maybe like eight years ago, but um, it just sounds really punchy. Like the inbuilt compressor on there is like heinous. It's really good. Um, so like on the album, there's like maybe five or six different piano sounds, and like this, they're often like all layered on top of each other at the same time. So yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of piano going on and different sounds going on. As well as a lot of uh, synths. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, as I said, sometimes sometimes you play them simultaneously, sometimes uh, um, even in, sometimes in unison and sometimes you, 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 you play the, you know, the, um, the, uh, help me out here the polyrhythmical stuff um mm -hmm. uh, th that's uh for from you know for me coming from classical music as a, as a cellist it's like of course mm -hmm. my two two hands have to do different things but there's like usually uh there's one thing coming out and it's in one mm -hmm. rhythm and stuff and of course this it's the same for drummers but but uh it, I, i find it quite fascinating if you manage to you know separate your limbs like that that you're able to play two different rhythms and and like lock them in um of course for a pianist or um you you will have to to develop uh, your your hands to, mm -hmm. to separate your hands a, a lot i think but but i would assume not being a pianist that um if you get into these kind of polyrhythms that it's uh i think That it might be a little bit of a different thing uh, mm -hmm. to what you usually play when you you know when you're learning your classical stuff and and have different yeah. different things going on in 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 like in left hand and right hand, but it's still in the same rhythm, right? It's, in, it's still in the same mm -hmm. meter and stuff. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean like I, I guess I've always been into that kind of playing, um, like even from like the classical world, like I. I was absolutely obsessed with Bach, um, like, and in all of his, like, you know, like his 48 preludes and fugues and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of like, I would say like polymetric stuff, but there's a lot of like independency things where you have to like kind of split your brain into, you know, several bits to be able to like play it well. And like Brahms as well, another great German composer, like, um, he did a lot of, he he really did do like a lot of polymetric stuff but it it's kind of like baked into the music in a way that you wouldn't notice unless you were playing it um so like he's really cool like prokofiev as well the the russian composer yeah. like, he's playing a lot of his stuff as well like he has quite a lot of like polyrhythmic stuff in his piano sonatas as well so like i suppose this has always been my background and then i 
Um, then I got into like some modern jazz piano players, uh, um, and they do they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, like uh, like T. Graham obviously is amazing <laughs> with that sort of stuff, and like um, but yeah, all the musicians that Abishai Cohen's played with, like uh, they thought his piano players always play that kind of like uh, polymetric kind of thing. So I just sort of um, I really dug in. Uh, while I was studying at music college and then also in the years afterwards as well, I really dug in to try and like get the most out of that kind of uh, I, discipline because I don't know, th- w- there weren't many people doing it like on the grand scheme of like the piano. Um, I kind of wanted to just sort of uh, get my foot in the door doing something a bit weird. <laughs> so I kind of like worked really hard at it. And yeah, it's kind of there. I can't do anything else. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah at least at least i've got uh, i think i've got the independence thing to a reasonable level now but, yeah. yeah um yeah you you guys released a couple of singles uh leading up to mm-hmm. the release of the last three seconds also with um with some really fun videos um mm-hmm. interstellar something the one in the woods with the tiny toy instruments <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and then gamma signals with some some makeup and weird staring into the camera <laughs> uh-huh so um i i okay so i i like wearing makeup anyway um i i like wearing it at parties i like where where we're going out i wear makeup on stage like um I just, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I mean, um, and uh, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go absolutely bonkers with this and then just make a make a video around it. And I, I got the, the two other boys as well to um, to do it too. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of like a, yeah, just a wanted, weird wanted, idea. That just, I just wanted to ask, what, what did the guy say when, when, you, when you told them, hey, I want you to, to wear makeup for, for this video? <laughs> you know what? Fair play to them. Um, they were really up for it. I don't want to say like stoked, but like they were, they were like up for it. You know, they weren't like, oh, no, no. Yeah, okay. guys, yeah. like, cool. I, didn't, I didn't really have to do much arm twisting. Okay. So, yeah they were, they were pretty open to it um it was really fun as well um and the makeup artist raquel she did a, she did a really good job with this as well it was just really fun just smearing it all over all over <laughs> my face as well that was great um uh and yeah the um the video in the woods uh interstellar something um so uh we were kind of running on a tight budget because because uh, of the pandemic like none of us working um the labels were also you know not open um i had small ponds a rehearsal studio but can also couldn't get any income in because like you know rehearsals were outlawed uh, in the uk um so we had to work with what we had so um we just thought if we've only got 30 quid to blow on props then let's just get a bunch of toy instruments and just play those and then just overdub it and just, yeah, we'll just see what happens. Um, and yeah, my, my friend, uh, who's a really good cinematographer as well, as well as video, ed- video editor, um, Alex Stagg. He, um, yeah, he kindly offered to do the video for us. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so around the corner from my house uh, is a place called Otley Shevin, 
um, which is a beautiful forest in Yorkshire. Um, and it's, uh, it's where me and the drummer go like rock climbing all the time as well. Um, so we just thought it'd be a perfect place to do a video because like the lighting in there is kind of like really nice and mysterious looking. So, um, yeah, it kind of, we, it, it suited the video, like, uh, yeah, um, oddly enough, I wasn't expecting it to turn out as well as it did, to be honest, but yeah, it looks really good. So. Cool. Um, finally, you, you also released, um, an acoustic version of Darker Than Night and, uh, mm -hmm. in, in the kind of gym, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um i think it's a very interesting pick to um to make an acoustic version out of it because as we uh, uh, already talked about about it earlier being a particularly synth heavy one like mm -hmm. the, the the studio version you know <laughs> yeah 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 i mean um it was it, it okay so the so the the gym was like small pods idea and we were kind of a, i'm not gonna lie we were a little bit like apathetic at first about it but then actually we kind of like we just thought this is actually gonna look really really sick like um it's just quite funny like with me just like on an exercise ball and just seeing like a double bass in a gym i don't know for just some reason it just seems like that that just a position is just really hilarious to me. So yeah, like yeah, it's a really sick idea for the guys at Small Pond. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like acoustifying that tune, um, I I wrote it all on the on just the piano anyway. So it wasn't too hard to adapt on my end. I think it was just um, I think it was Sam that came up with the with the bright idea of like the the big heavy riff section. Um, in the middle and just making that into a solo section. Um, so he basically had that idea. It just sat really, really well in the studio. So we were just kind of like, yeah, this is actually gonna, this is gonna be really good. So uh, yeah, we just went forward with it. It's just quite nice as well, just to have another another spin on that tune as well. Um, yeah, I mean, in the in the end, uh, any composition, regardless of how you record it, with which instruments and, and with the, uh, uh how much or how little help of technology and and uh digital instruments or whatever um at the end of the day it comes down to the to the material to the which is you know chord progressions and melody and stuff yeah. right <laughs> and yeah, I, th I mean i think the the yeah. the, the chord progression in dark of the night especially is uh is something that 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 works really well and 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 also works in different setting mm -hmm. yeah it's quite um it's quite a baroque chord progression it's yeah. um quite like chorale like in a way um and so i think yeah it kind, of, it, it kind of just sits in with it and i think ultimately like it's like you said like melody is melody harmony is harmony rhythm is rhythm at the end of the day and like um if you're creative enough within the limitations that you have uh and belligerent enough in our case then it will work it will it will just work um you can turn anything into anything i'm a firm believer in that i mean this is why you get like jazz trio adaptations of like the right of spring um and like metal bands doing covers of classical tunes as well or like you know stuff like that and like electronic music artists do that all the time like uh, like adapt acoustic music into a kind of synthesizer And so I know there's like um, the like the producer Datachi does that quite a lot um, from what I remember when I used to listen to him. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. But it's really fun to do as well. But I know like Venetian Snares as well did the, 
did like two albums where we like chopped up samples of orchestras um, into like this insane like breakcore like jungle <laughs> thing that's like all in on time and stuff. It's like bonkers records, but yeah, like I mean, yeah, it's, I suppose if you just like get if you get creative and just kind of open your mind a little bit, you can kind of create anything out of anything. I like to think. Yeah, we're gonna dive into into some uh, other music in a bit. Um, uh -huh. Finishing off talking about the album, the last three seconds. I I, I think we have mm -hmm. to talk about the last two minutes of the album <laughs> without without <laughs> yeah, giving sure. away too much, without uh -huh. uh, spoiling it for the listeners who haven't heard it yet. I think they should uh, should really um, experience it, uh, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, you just mentioned this Baroque um, chord progression in Dark of the Night, and I think Home could be light years away. This uh, like six and a half minutes tune that's also just based on one chord progression, if I'm right. Like there's just this mm -hmm. one motive going on, and you you present it in a little bit in different guises and different uh, mm -hmm. intensities and stuff, and then a build up and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's essentially except for the the intro and the ending, um, like the the piano intro and the piano outro. Aside from aside from that, I hope it didn't spoil too much there. Aside <laughs> from that, it is just essentially four chords um, that you know I just wanted to play around with with you know like in different ways. You know, um, yeah, I, I don't know that 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 tune kind of just came naturally. I think I just kind of. Um, I just sat down on Ableton and it just kind of just happened. I, yeah, I, yeah, I can't really explain it. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of just this, felt right. This, this little main, right. this little main theme melody, um, mm -hmm. reminded me actually of another, uh, one of my favorite songs of the year so far, which is also, uh, uh, coincidentally a closing track of an album. But this album mm -hmm. is a is a is a complete piano album, and it's by Gleb Kolyadin, the keyboarder from mm -hmm. I Am the Morning, or pianist. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he um, released a, a solo album uh, this year, a solo piano album called Water Movements, and mm -hmm. the last song is called Leaden Gray, and it's it's a beautiful tiny little piece with also this one very very strong um melodic idea mm -hmm. it's of course not as 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 big and band oriented as um uh, your song but but it's it's this this melody this one melody is just as strong i found and and it's a little bit similar um uh, so it got reminded of that And, yeah, send uh, send it over to me. Actually, like I'd I'd, I'd like to listen to it. Um, yeah, and, and uh, it, I I think I talked about it on on the broadcast at some point mm -hmm. uh, after it dropped, and um, um, I remember saying which which is uh like like the one thing which is which rarely happens when you have you know band music that um the music has room like the notes have room to breathe in between mm -hmm. and um like just glab or any anyone I'm, i'm i'm pretty sure you can relate to that as well as a pianist mm -hmm. when you sit on the piano and you improvise something you you're 
you have the freedom to mm, you're when you don't play with anyone else you when you're just by yourself you have the freedom to to give the notes room to breathe and 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 <clears throat> and you're you're not uh in like um tightened into a strict tempo or anything and yeah i think this is a this did so my uh my classical piano teacher from from years ago uh shout out to magdalena nasid like by the way if she's listening um but yeah she it's all her fault basically <laughs> uh, because she always like um she always taught me just to like pause before every note um like when it's solo piano because you can and uh And she had a really good analogy that if uh, if someone's speaking and they don't pause before they say things, it comes across rambly and ill-prepared and not thought out and a little bit annoying. Whereas if someone is like pausing and thinking before every word they say, uh, it's easy, easier to digest. Um, and I like to kind of like, compare music to speech quite a lot um All right interesting yeah. the the like the the rhythm of speech is uh like already kind of ingrained to be aesthetic to us um you know when you hear like great speakers speak there's there's always such consideration for this, for the space between the words and i think it's the same with great improvisers and and piano players or anyone else as well like you know like um Like Miles Davis, like the trumpet player, just like considered all of the space between every single note that he played to a point where the space was probably the most important thing in what he played. Um, and it was just something that was just hammered into me from for like the past 15 years of like educators that I've had. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. That that brings me actually to another very very interesting uh, release of this year. It's also a debut album from France this time, and because you mentioned the the rhythm of speech, and this was a particular interesting one uh, when it comes to that because the vocals are, are spoken word, mm -hmm. and uh, the band is called Lotus Titan. Their album's called mm -hmm. Odyssey, and uh, yeah, it's crazy crazy stuff. Um, It sounds improvised, but it's but there's also there's even though it's a band, like it's three guys in the band and the um vocalist doing the spoken words thing, uh uh it 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 is still like a band sound with with the with drums and, and a bass and, and also keys. I think it's also like um this kind of setup and um mm -hmm. it sounds improvised, but then again there's like so many long pauses between notes like mm -hmm. when the band is hitting in unison that one note and then there's like a long pause and you have no idea when the next hit is coming and but it's so incredibly tight so uh that's also uh, like uh, a little mystery if if when, when you're half improvising stuff like that you have you mm -hmm. gotta have a, like a very very good uh tel almost telepathic chemistry um to be tight in a in a setting like that not not necessarily improvised of course you you, you gotta work out some stuff beforehand but the longer the space between the notes the the uh more difficult to 
to hit it at the same time again. You know? Yeah, absolutely, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd be, please also send me that album as well. Please send me, like, all of the stuff you mentioned, actually, because I... I I'm, I live I'm, like funnily enough. I I live under a bit of a rock in the musical world. I, I I think there's like quite an intimidating amount of music out there, and so I never really listen to something unless unless someone like specifically recommends it. Either it's either that or it's just like the same the same three everything everything albums. So I just keep <laughs> cycling through over and over again. Yeah. But like, um, but yeah, please send me that. I mean, I, it, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned like space as well because it's like another device to create tension. I think tension is such an important thing in music. Um, it's it's like as important, if not more important, than the release or the delivery, the payoff after the tension. Like, and there's lots of ways to create tension in music. I mean, I'm going to throw some things out now. Uh, like, I guess, like you know, I mentioned Miles before. He created tension with silence, but um, Meshuggah create tension with their kind of like cyclic rhythms. Um, you know, people like, I mean, I was listening to Scriabin last night, mm -hmm. uh, the classical composer, like he created tension with like, with his harmony because it's just so f fucking weird. <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. like out. Um, and I, I think like, yeah, it's like, um, and like Bjork creates tension with just like how she sings, you know, and it's just, you just feel like she yeah. could like crack up crying at any point. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think like, another another great great example for uh, tension in the classical world, like uh, in uh, in the fucking weird harmonies, uh, it yeah. would be uh, Ligeti. Um. Oh gosh, yeah, I love I live I love Ligeti. He's 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 my boy. I really love. Him. Yeah, he's a, the the tension master. I really isn't he? Right. Yeah. That 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 actually. Um, um leads us to to our last section which we like to mm -hmm. call what's in your walkman where we like to ask our guests <laughs> okay. what they've been listening to lately so mm -hmm. yeah you get the chance to to uh, talk a bit more about some other music you've been listening to lately and i i'm, I'm also gonna uh, uh i have also prepared some other uh recommendations um oh later, please but, yeah but, uh, please, please uh, them one so yeah, uh, go ahead. You, it's your turn first. Uh, what have you been listening okay. to lately? What would you recommend uh, to our listeners? Okay, so um, I listen to a lot of metal. Um, I don't know if that comes across in the album. I think it probably does. Um, <laughs> but I okay. So the, um, my favorite album from the last two years, which I still haven't really stopped listening to. I'm just kind of take occasional hiatus from it. So I don't get driven insane, but is um, uh, the new record from carbon. Uh, I mean, I say new, it came out in 2019, but, um, uh, but yeah, like Mordial has just been like spinning like all the time. It's like my workout music. It's like my driving to <laughs> driving to gigs music. It's just, yes, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Um, and also their back catalog is is amazing. Um, like some of the most ridiculous music of that genre that I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've I also had, been. Yeah, I had, sorry, uh, we we had um, we had Carbomb on the broadcast in 2019 when they were headlining the Euroblast Festival. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 
crazy guys and uh, amazing so talented <laughs> like so very good at music and like nowhere near as huge enough as i think they should yeah be. and and um, and, the, the, and and the thing that that uh, kind of blows my mind even more uh, is uh, when i listen to their music and then i think about the fact that they're playing without the fucking click track and and like yeah. they're, they're, they're making it up on the go so to speak the, you know the tempo and there we we also um come back to the um to the fact uh how do you hit the next note and be as tight when you like when you have a dynamic tempo <laughs> well yeah i mean it's it's i guess it's just playing together a lot and i think those guys have been playing together for like what like 20 years because they um They were in a band beforehand, weren't they? As well, they're in they're in Neck, I think, beforehand. That that like New York, that kind of uh, really gritty, like like rock slash metal band. Like um, they, they, so I think they've just been playing together for for just so long. I heard a rumor. I'm not sure if it's true, but uh, apparently, apparently, this is hearsay. I mean, <laughs> but they 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 rehearse with Elliot, the drummer, facing away from the other band members so that he can't rely on cues, um, which I think is super interesting as well. Uh, but yeah, I guess like with with like coming in with with cues that uh, are kind of a little bit more fluid and not rigid, you just it's just practice and just kind of like um, just getting a getting a feel for it, I guess. You can't really... Um, It's quite hard to put into words, I guess, because we've got we've got a few bits like that as well. Um, that just because we've been playing for 10 years, we could basically just read each other's minds at this point. Um, I know that sounds like really like pretentious, but it it, it honestly is no, no other way that I could put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what uh, what else have we been listening to? So the the Scriabin that I listened to last night is actually for, is Opus 54, the Poem of Ecstasy. I'd really recommend anyone checking that out if you like really janky classical music that's good as well um i'm a big fan of everything everything as well um i figure i should bring them up on the broadcast because i consider them to be sort of um <laughs> might be a bit controversial to say this but i think this is what 80s yes should have sounded like <laughs> um, if you see what i mean because i kind of like With Yes's career, I kind of feel like the wheels came off after Relayer. Um, and I kind of think they did that pop thing. Um, but it didn't quite hit the mark, whereas like everything, everything hit the mark that they should have hit, I guess, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, I just really love that band. I, did, I really, really, like, I enjoyed almost every tune that they've put out. And, like, their albums are great. I like... I got sucked into them through that tune Waits um, off their first album, the last tune of their first album. And just like, it just like screamed like modern yes vibes without being like really cringy about it. And it was just, yeah, just won me over completely. Um, nice. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've been, they've been spinning on my Spotify quite a lot. Uh, I'm just like looking through my Spotify now. I've uh, got a very obvious contender here. Violet Sleep of Reason by My Sugar. Amazing album. Um, What else have I got? Uh, oh my god! Uh, Obscura by Gorguts. Have you listened to that album? I haven't, but I know of its reputation. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It took. I think it took me seven years to finally understand that record, and now I now I get it. It's like the greatest thing ever. All right. 
Um, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, like if kind of reminds me is if, if like Olivier Messiaen started a metal band and it's just, it's just bonkers. I just, I love that album so much, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been listening to pretty much. Great. Yeah. Uh, to, together with, with the Voronoi album, there was one other song that uh, I've been totally obsessed with the last week, actually. Mm-hmm. And that was from a Dutch band that has been around since the early 70s called Kayak. Mm-hmm. So they're classic prog rock. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah and um, so, um, of course, the only, only remaining... Um, uh, original member is uh, Ton Scherpenzel, the, the the keyboarder, mm-hmm. and in the new lineup, there's, uh, for example, there's Chris Gildenlew, uh, the bass player who used to play in Pain of Salvation, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. who, who's been living in the Netherlands for for some for quite some years now. Um, so he's basically Dutch now. Um, anyway, they 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 released their 18th studio album in um, yeah. 40, 18. 50 years. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the first album was in nineteen seventy-one, maybe or seventy. Um, so that's, out, that's an outrageous <laughs> amount of work. <laughs> that's incredible. So the the the, um, the interesting thing about it, it's the opening track of the album and also the mm-hmm. title track, "Out of This World." And it's a bit like uh, Kansas lost their lead violinist, but got a you know instead got the got the string quartet and uh and had even more classical chord progressions um mm-hmm. uh, which i'm ab- absolutely sucker for uh absolute sucker for and 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 it's like um the thing is the sec the the second single which is also the second track i didn't like it all so it's it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird hit and miss for me but this title track i'm I'm binging like crazy. Kayaks out of this world. And, I'm putting that uh, into my Spotify right now. <laughs> um, finally, two, uh, two weird underground things from Munich. Uh, the band Schizophrantic uh, released a new mm-hmm. album called Funk from Hell. And mm-hmm. I've been following them for quite some time. And um, their guitarist and mastermind Martin Meyerhofer used to play with Panzerballett as well. And mm-hmm. um, this, this, the la- their last album was released through Gentle Out of Music. This one they put out um, independently, like one or two weeks ago, and I almost missed it because I didn't see see it advertised anywhere. Um, but I, but I'm so glad that I that I f- saw it, or that my col- colleague Colin actually uh, found it and 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 put it into our uh, releases of the week for the prog space and um it's crazy stuff i tell you you gotta listen to it to to um find out what it is it's it's very it's a lot of jazz but also a lot of Mm avant-garde and just weird out there stuff and finally um, right up my street actually that was was really fun i'm I'm really i would be really curious what you think of that and also Mm -hmm. um finally um also from Germany, um, an electronic project called Effexia. Um, mm-hmm. the, it's it's um, electronic um, uh, project from Ophelia Sullivan, who has been singing uh, a bit on the Soul Splitter debut album, 
which has been um, one of my favorite albums of 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she put out a new al- album under the moniker of Aphexia called Interdependence. A very, very cool electronic prog stuff. Um, mm-hmm. which that I- sounds amazing. Please, please send me these things. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm really just gagging for new music. At the moment, <laughs> I'm super curious what you will think about them. I hope you guys out there will uh, check out all this stuff as well. First and foremost, mm-hmm. horror noise. The last three seconds, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, Alex, so much for taking. Thank you so time. much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It really means a lot. Uh, thanks for reaching out. And yeah, everything. Yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, we started this interview series. Um, out of um yeah out of necessity or out of uh just because it just happened you know when last march when when the first lockdown started uh, mm-hmm. we just thought it would be a cool thing to just uh, to, uh you know call up some musicians who are at home now anyway um, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely and, yeah not doing a whole lot at the moment yeah so it's been a crazy crazy ride and um but of course, it it has always been a bit weird um, talking to bands that that you know um, either are starting out or have been around for a while. Doesn't matter. Um, without ta- talking about live plans, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, um, of course. But I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't know you guys uh, like in uh, before, um, because I, I I mean you you said you've been t- uh, playing together for more than ten years, even though it was under the mm-hmm. name of uh, Zeitgeist before. Um, mm-hmm. But you also uh, played a couple of shows with Voronoi at Arc Tangent, I think, in two thousand nineteen, for example. Um, yeah, we did. We did a show there. Yeah, yeah. We played on that lineup with uh, the Meshuggah headline, yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was probably a dream come true, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we were we were sound checking during Carbob set, and we were playing during Cult of Luna set, which oh. I would have been really stoked to go see. But you know, yeah. whatever. It's like you know, it's a, that's the thing with festival bills. I remember talking to um to a Carbob's bass player, uh, uh, like and. He was saying that they were put on a bill playing at the same time as Anthrax one time, which must have been just devastating. Like, <laughs> but there we go. This is the nature of the beast, isn't it? Anyway, but that shows me that you guys are um, not only a studio band and that um, there is hope that once live music is possible again, that you guys will go mm. out there again and... Yeah, we've got um, we've already got a few shows booked in actually. Um, yeah, we're doing. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. I got a Google Calendar with it all on, but um, <laughs> but yeah, we're doing. Um, actually, uh, we've got a lead show uh, booked in. Um, we've got two lead shows booked in this year: two London shows and a Brighton show. So, um, and we're going to try and fill the calendar up. I think it's just a bit tenuous at the moment because um, no one, yeah, no one really trusts. It, uh, yeah, it looks. No, it looks yeah, like no, it looks like there's gonna there there is finally some light at the end, uh, mm-hmm. visible. You know that silver lining, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but, but but yeah, it's also hard for um 
for promoters to 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 put shows forward because um, you never know. Uh, anyway, yeah, exactly. I think all, all of us we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed that um, the the light of live music is gonna shine bright again soon, right? Yeah, definitely. And and we are like predominantly a live band as well, and we're we're gonna be really trying to have our shows because that's kind of that's what we love. Um, we like making a big racket on a big stage in front of a big crowd. That's like our favorite thing to do ever. So um, hopefully, if uh, if the <laughs> hopefully the spanner in the works of brexit won't be too hard on oh honestly, yeah that, that's the other thing that's going on for you if we, yeah <laughs> if we try, hopefully we could try and come to europe and it, and it is actually possible without it being you know without that fucking up our plans too much but that's that's a discussion for another point but i mean if anyone's listening from the uk then um then we're gonna we're gonna be hitting uh uk cities this year and we're going to try and get on a few festivals next year as well there's already conversations about that happening so we're going to try and just get festivals hard next, next year all right um, um I, i'm 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 uh keeping my fingers crossed for uh uk tech fest because uh i really wanted to go last year which didn't happen mm -hmm. and they just had to uh, uh postpone it for this year again mm -hmm. uh but i think that uh, that would be a, a, a great fit for you guys to play there um yeah yeah if you listen to tech fests then uh please have us on we'd, we'd love to play it <laughs> we'd absolutely love to play it yeah and and i um if 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 it goes forward for next year uh which we all hope of course I will, i'll try my darndest to be there um yeah for sure man alex uh have a great weekend uh this episode is gonna drop on monday um so the album, uh, the last three seconds by Voronoi is already out. Uh, so you guys out there, go listen the heck out of it. Um, and yeah, as always, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones and keep listening to great music. Progcast is a Stuus Media podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Progcast Podcast. To learn more about Stuus Media, check out stuusmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. See you next time, Prog fam. Progcast.